Bonjour, and welcome to the Armature Detective Club. This club is exactly how it sounds. A bunch of amateurs talking about their favorite mysteries. So if you encounter a real mystery or a murder, contact the proper authorities. Do not come to us. We do not know what we are doing. But enjoy the program. Allons-y. Let us begin. I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. My name is Tristan Miller, the saucy sleuth. I'm Melissa Maley, the spy. I'm Tyler Riley, cop and a half. Today's show is brought to you by, you guessed it, Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and browse the unmatched selections of audio programs download a title free and start listening it's <laughs> it's that easy just go to audibletrial.com slash adc pod so we're just gonna blow past the cool cookie crisp uh ass intro that you just gave us <laughs> uh, i mean I guess we're, we're not in now, yeah. <laughs> really up to you whether or not you want to acknowledge anything i do uh I, yeah that's true um yeah i don't know it's just feeling it's just feeling it out feeling trying saucy out. yeah trying to uh get get my energy up because <laughs> the lord knows i'm exhausted um normally we do a little bit of talking at the beginning but um we're all sleepy at least melissa and i are yeah, you I'm have pretty all right no, you okay. have some twinkle lights but they're not plugged in they are plugged in. They are oh. on a timer, and there's a motorcycle, um, but they're on a timer, so they go off at 8 o'clock every day because I don't have a lot of natural sunlight oh. in my room. This one does the same. If you stay here longer than uh, 11 o'clock, you'll see this, this light just poof, go out. It's Ooh. very spooky. It's freaked a few people out. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just technology. Yeah, it's just it's a timer. Yes, Tyler, you have something to say? Oh, I completely left the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you went somewhere else And just else started happy. thinking about like, huh, if I name my sunshine, I could be like, oh, you are my sunshine. My, uh. only, <laughs> my only sunshine. Um, and that's where I went. <laughs> uh, you not you were smiling to yourself yeah. there. It was nice. It was nice. You were having a happy little thought. Yep. Uh. <laughs> You love to be back in the room to not pay attention. <laughs> this is people like I'm the first. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Um, no. Uh, that's the thing. People are like, "Why do podcasts in person now?" It's because so you can properly ignore your friends, and because on a Zoom call you're panicking. The connection's bad. At least I am. So I'm like on every word. But now I can think about dinosaurs or whatever my mind's doing. Oh. I mean, when I'm on a Zoom call, I'm panicking, hoping that something will go wrong so I can get the hell off it. Mm. Am I right, folks? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's good to be able to see you and trust that my internet connection is not slow. So I can know that we're saying things at the same time. Yeah. Or not saying things at the same time as Mm. the preferable cases. I mean, it's, it's what the people don't pay for is overtalk. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because the podcast is free, you see. That's yeah. why they 
Unless you <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. Too good. Yeah. Yeah. There it was. <laughs> there it is. That could not be better. Uh. How much more can I alienate our listeners from giving us money? <laughs> I mean, listen, whatever. Um, oh, I do want to say something, like a bit of a housekeeping, as they say. Okay. Um, we we haven't been releasing podcasts, you know, on our usual schedule here and there. And if you don't follow us on Twitter, that is where I update like whether or not the podcast is going to be late or non-existent this week, and it's a good place to to just like keep updated with what's going on. And because there's no way to like release a podcast saying you're not going to release a podcast this week yeah i haven't been good at doing that on instagram recently uh sometimes i do but twitter is the best way to find out because it's very easy to put together a tweet whereas um instagram is a little bit more high maintenance i think and you can check the facebook that is also true but twitter you hear it first on twitter yeah because i forget to tell you too because <laughs> I'm in charge of editing and I can feel it. I'm like, I'm not. This isn't good. <laughs> By the way, in case you didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, this is not, it's not out. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, we've had life happen to us recently. And uh, it's it's weird, guys. Coming back from a pandemic uh, is a weird thing. And it's not even fully over, of course, the pandemic. But readjusting is strange. And uh, things are surprising. I mean, always, but especially now when it's like, oh, I've been in my apartment for 14 months and then suddenly you're not in your apartment and you have to figure out how to do that again. So yeah. uh, we cover the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon uh, is the title <laughs> of the cat. episode. What is it? <laughs> cat among pigeons. Ah, OK. <laughs> have oh, you ever we, weren't, see- we weren't going to keep going with the um, I. Little boy in the moon, moon, or a cat in the hat, cat uh, on a hot tin roof. On a hot tin roof. Um, that darn cat is the title of this week's episode. <laughs> cat came back cat. the very next day. Um, cat scratch fever. Black Stray. cat, the Janet Jackson single. We're covering it today. <laughs> Stray cat strut. Yep. Cat Williams. We watched a Cat Williams comedy special. There's no mystery. The man's funny. Yeah. Um, but ser- what is it in actuality? What is it? <laughs> Cat Among Pigeons. Cat Among, among pigeons. the Pigeons. Oh, pardonnez-moi. Mia culpa. Mm-hmm. You got to get that article in there. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> because it does take it from Cat Among the Pigeons. That- Cat Among Pigeons. What do you want? You see cats. They're there. They're what are you <laughs> So we start off Cat of Nine Tails with um, Tyler racism, Riley. especially. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, to start sure. off with racism just right at the very early Ooh. aughts of the episode. Uh, we're in Ramat is the region uh, that I believe or the town that keeps getting referred to in the episode. Okay. Um, I didn't, a Ramat it didn't in? sink in. If only. Because nothing says quality like the Ramada Inn. Give us money, please. <laughs> Do you like hotels, motels, or holiday inns best? Uh, or an Airbnb? You know, a holiday inn. I do enjoy a good Irving Berlin musical. 
<laughs> there you go. Isn't that the one with blackface in it? Uh, I mean, you have to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Bing Crosby wear blackface in Holiday Inn? Uh, maybe. I think there were like a few Irving Berlin musical movies that All featured right. blackface. Uh, it was turned into a stage musical at Roundabout uh, about Theater four company? or five years ago uh, that starred Corbin Blue and Bryce Pinkham, which was really quite wonderful mm. and is currently streaming on Broadway On Demand. Amazing. But yes, we're, uh, are we still talking about hotels or are we on to the racism in the episode? Your uh, choice. Yeah. Okay. I really like hotels. Uh, I like a boutique hotel, but mm. but there are some good chains too. Mm-hmm. I love a B and B. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Given the option, I will choose a B and B, not an Airbnb. We're in uh, Ramat, is it? I believe. Okay, uh, and there's nobody confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> I believe we're in Ramat. And, we are. We are. And there's a rebellion going on, and there's a bunch of people running around and shooting. I did not expect gunplay. I did not expect gunplay to be a factor in the, in the in, in any Poirot episode. I'm always shocked by it for some reason. Oh. Uh, okay. I guess I can kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. Now, like, not war. You know, I never expect, like, that sort of thing. Like, yeah. a singular gunshot. No, that's fair. But there are some folks that want to overthrow the monarch, right? Is yeah. that what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Prince Ali, who is killed while fleeing because Prince Ali, how original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you, make way. Through the old bazaar coming through. There's a bright new star to see. If you don't sing it, do we not have to pay for it? I don't know. <laughs> also... I think that was a short enough clip from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. It was. It's shorter than you think, though. From what I recollect, <laughs> it's shorter than ten seconds now. Mm. Really? Yeah. If I do it in an impression, it follow mm-hmm. falls under fair use because it's parody. parody. Mm-hmm. So that's what I generally do. Yeah. And the impression I'm doing is um, of myself. Mm. <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> B minus Tristan Miller impression. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, Yes. It wasn't whiny or complainy or nebbishy enough for you. Not enough boy howdies uh, for my liking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. So we are left the final moment of this opening scene (laughs) that we're Mm -hmm. talking about is uh, two men. Uh, standing to defend themselves against a whole bunch of people. Yeah, and it's that come shooting in to the room, and then we cut to an all-girls school. <laughs> Isn't it also intercut with that sequence? Is also intercut with someone preparing the shield ceremony that we see later on. Um, it's I don't, fine. Not that I remember, yeah, I don't but know. it could be. Okay. <laughs> but we go to an all-girls school. There is a... Oops, all-girls. Oops, all-girls. We get a bunch of... A bunch of... We get a family driving to the school, dropping their little girl off. That's true. Yes. And 
Uh, then we... And the father wants her to go to a different school. Yeah. And they have a bit of an argument about that. Yeah. And and the, the mother goes, this is the best school in, in England for little girls. Exactly. And then they drop her off. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Uh, no. I mean, I'm not Oingo Boingo over here. Like, what are you talking Who about? Who is Oingo Boingo? Is that a human? No, it's a band from the 80s, uh, Danny Elfman. He was, and they have a, a song called I Love Little Girls, and it's about being a nasty person. All right. Uh, How detailed do we want to be in the early aughts of this episode? So I think that it's probably sufficient to say that we meet a whole bunch of girls and teachers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The girls gossip amongst the girls and the teachers gossip amongst themselves. There is bullying. Yes. uh, Student to student as well as teacher to student. There is Mm -hmm. a, for lack of a better term, uh, they give a term at some point, but a physical education teacher, Miss mm-hmm. Springer. Yeah, she's uh, Is a bully. And yeah. bullies uh, a girl that uh, has a build that Mrs. Stringer has issue with. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that is the girl that we see driving up to mm-hmm. the school at the mm-hmm. beginning of the episode. Yes, and she pushes this little girl so far as to vomit during the uh, during physical education class. And has her, yells at her to clean it up. Yeah. As she's still vomiting. Poor and friend. as the teacher is smoking, which is the irony is not lost on Whoa. me, with someone yelling to be more physically fit while smoking. Uh, yeah. 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 But, yes, we also see... Hands making a doll, mm-hmm. and it has a face that looks a lot like Miss Springer. Yes, and we're um, also introduced to two uh, girls that are playing tennis, and they switch tennis rackets because one of them is poorly balanced. Right, yeah. and these two uh, girls, uh, we had met them. Uh, there was a ceremony that Poirot goes to, which is how he's involved. He's like presenting a shield. And then giving a speech, and there, these two girls are gossiping with each other, like who's this guy? And one of them seems very like knowledgeable that he is a detective and has solved a bunch of murders. And there's a reception after that, and they go up to him, and these girls are the little murder murderinos. Uh, for anyone who listens to my favorite murder, <laughs> uh, people that are very into like true crime. And they go up to Poirot and they're like, can you tell us the best murders? It's like, well, whatever do you mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, oh, you know, the really gruesome ones, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, and the headmistress comes and, uh, you know, scurries them away. Um, also at this reception, there's a very, very, very drunk lady. And this very, very drunk lady is some has been given the direction, it seems, to bump into a bunch of people. And that is what she does. <laughs> She's just wandering around. And I don't know if anyone's ever been drunk, but it is unusual. It's it's unusual that the only thing you're doing is wandering around and bumping into people. Sure, sure, it might happen. But uh, directionless wandering and bumping. Now, 
I hear what you're saying. Sure. As someone who worked at a burger bar near Columbia University, uh-huh, uh-huh. you would be surprised maybe on how much meandering and bumping there is and bump and grinding for those young people up. I myself would be surprised at a burger place. <laughs> It's great to be back, folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this headmistress, um, it should also be said, she's about to retire. Yes. And she's picking her replacement, and she has asked Poirot to stay on to help her pick her replacement. Beaumont? 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 Bullrush? Bullhonky? Bullwinkle? Hey, Rocky! Bullstrode. 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 Now... I, again... Oh, because when you're writing a book... Okay. <laughs> Did you just come up with a mnemonic no, for yourself? I tried <laughs> earlier to think of something so I wouldn't forget. And I was like, oh, like, it would straddle a bowl <laughs> mm-hmm. if oh, you yes. were, like, atop it. Right. Bull uh, strode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up, I wanted to be a rodeo clown, and I think that explains everything about my personality uh. and place in my family unit. So I <laughs> also, so I stay winning because, again, we have another actor from Star Wars. She is in Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. She is the doctor that treats Chewbacca's arm. Who is who is the, the headmistress? One? Oh, the headmistress. Yeah. Okay. She's also been in a bunch of other things. We also, one of the girls in this is in the Harry Potter films, mm-hmm. Katie, Katie Lung, Lung, Leung? I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce her, her last name, I'm sorry, um, and she is Cho Chang. Yeah. In, oh! In the, See, I thought she looked like Cho Chang, and I just thought I was racist. No. And so. you're still that, correct. <laughs> <laughs> well. There, there's a moment later where we will... Talk about it. Um, so Poirot has stayed on to help her find her replacement. Yes. Because um, she has a co-founder, but the co-founder of the school is getting on in years. So yeah. she's Miss Chadwick, I believe. Yep. And she... so um, Chatty. Chatty. Um, so Miss Bulstrode is not convinced that it's a good idea to name her as her successor. She also... Really wants someone who's going to, you know, pump some new ideas into the school. And she's like, I just don't know that, you know, the two of us, uh, you know, that naming someone else like minded uh, as myself is going to be the right fit because, you know, she has a lot of the same ideas I do. I don't know how to, you know, I don't think that she will take it into the next era. Like, I'm hoping for the school, which is a cool attitude to have. Mm-hmm. Like, like, listen, I did what I could when I started, but I know that someone else and probably someone younger is going to have some different ideas. And that's that's nice. It's refreshing. You know, I was team chatty. You give all your years to like <laughs> one place only to be passed over. I'll be mad as I don't know what. <laughs> so uh, one of the little murderinos uh, has a mom. Say Little Mermaid. <laughs> one of the one of the mermaids. One of the Little Mermaids. Uh, would you believe it's a it's a show about half fish, half girls. 
<laughs> uh, that actually could be quite fun. I, that's basically what the um, Little Mermaid TV series was, was, was her at school and being like a teen and with her sisters. Well, it's easy for her to be at school. Oh, Am I right? I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> oh, I walked right into that. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you swam right into it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I know, I know. You're going to give me a backstroke with that one. What um bum. Yes, okay. So, uh, Good night, Louise. Julie. Stop giving me shell. No. The little girl. Are we finished? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> Uh, the girl's name is Julia Upjohn, uh, and her mom is Mrs. Upjohn. She walks in, and she points at somebody and says, Oh, oh, it's like seeing an angel. Mm-hmm. Because she has seen someone who she had assumed was dead, mm-hmm. but is apparently not dead. Or could be. But maybe they are dead? Ghost! So... We don't know who that person was. No. But that's interesting, right? There is a girl uh, being inducted. Inducted? I don't know what I'm saying. Enrolled? Enrolled, sure. Inducted? Enrolled into the school. Oh. Uh, named, who is Princess Shaista, who is the niece of the current monarch um or she's related she's next in line for the throne of ramat right because it Mm was um her ancestor of some sort i don't i don't think it was her father or her relative ancestor gosh i cannot think of the correct words for things today all good i'm here for you yeah I'm thinking of weirder words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ancestor as opposed to relative. Okay. So uh, a, a relative of hers was the one that was deposed. So she's very paranoid that she's going to be, that, you know, someone is watching her. She also has kind of a bad attitude. Kind of is being very generous. I like to say kind of when I mean very Incredibly. much. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, yeah, she, yeah. She's almost like a Veruca Salt level of bad attitude. Yeah. I don't know. I read that situation differently. Yeah, of course you did. I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, it's understandable going from being a princess to a, another girl in a all-girls school. Yeah. And, I'm so sorry, all-girls school. I said, uh, I said, uh, all girls school. Oh, 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 we were very worried about that. Yeah, I could see the concern in your eyes. Speaking of (laughs) weird, weird grammar things later on in this episode, one of the teachers says, excuse I, rather than excuse me. Oh, I missed that. And I was like, beg pardon? (laughs) 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 Terribly sorry. Is that, is that grammatically correct? And have we gotten away from it? I... Would be surprised if that was the case. I'm thinking about it, and... I, you should excuse? No, I can't... What what was her first initial? Was there anybody there with an I name? Mmm, true. Or is it a deviation of skewsy? Like... Excuse I, meaning, like, skewsy, but... 
Excuse me. Said weird. Proper oh, good. We're, uh, we're looking it up on the Google, mm-hmm. I assume. I assume you're not using Ask Jeeves or something. No, but I should. <laughs> Let me just quick go to uh, Quora and get back to you by next Tuesday. Just Bing it instead. Just Bing. It ain't no thing. <laughs> so she's arrived and is quite cross at the whole situation. And um, that is that basically it? There, then there's a scene where they further dislike the teachers, further dislike the uh, the uh, yeah again the girls are like yeah yeah they're gossiping people are and just no being one people until they aren't oh okay there is also <laughs> a hot gardener oh right yeah the hot gardener in a in a tank top hot yeah. is in temperature he's very sweaty he's doing a lot of manual labor yeah mm-hmm. yeah he is <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he looks like Peter Sinofilowitz if you're familiar with him. Mm-mm. But he's not him, and I was disappointed that he wasn't. Well, can't win them all. No. <sighs> but he is. He is yes. uh, involved with a teacher. Yes. I'm not sure when we find that out, but it's not important. Uh, but it is important that he is involved with one of the teachers. Uh, and this teacher is named. Something? Shapland? Shapland? Uh, now the thing is, there's a lot of white ladies in this show with curly hair, and yeah. it is a little hard to keep track of. Uh, not too terribly hard, but, but yeah, they all do look. I believe it's Chaplin or Chaplin. Chaplin, yeah. There you go. Well done. So, great. At night. It starts raining. It starts raining. It was a dark and stormy night. It was. And. Also, just something we should cover. I know that's a non sequitur, oh, but no, that's okay. I just want to throw it out there. It was a dark and stormy night as a film. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to suggest one of Snoopy's uh, mini novels that he started. Snoopy? The dog. Has from, novels? Yeah, he's constantly on his typewriter on top of his little house. Oh, I didn't know they were published. I, I believe there's a mystery <laughs> episode of the Peanuts, okay. and it's surrounding that. Again, we should cover the, the mystery episode of Winnie the Pooh. It's very cute. And Tigger is a detective. That's Melissa, great. you'll cry. I love it. The butler. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then uh, the terrible woman, what? Springer. Okay. Uh, Springer, I hardly know her, is dead, javelin through the body. Yeah. A whole javelin, which is what they're intended for, <laughs> if you think about it. Sure. I mean, uh, some it's of us a, didn't have to question it. It's a spear. <laughs> uh, spear. Yeah, which is, I actually was surprised by this. Because she is found in kind of a gruesome position. Mm. And we're used to poisonings with Poirot. Yeah. You know, people are are pretty neat and tidy in that manner, in their death, in the manner of their death, because they don't get uh, terribly, horribly stabbed. But in this one, pretty badly stabbed. Talk about a gruesome playground injury. Am I right? <laughs> That's you know what? You're not. You're not right, but you're not wrong. 
because it's technically <laughs> it's, it's not a, a playground. It's yeah. a no. gymnasium. It's building. a gymnasium. It's a sports pavilion. Isn't right. gymnasium Greek for place in which people are nude? Maybe. Okay, know. is it? Was that? I because, have heard sure. that. I mean, I mean, listen, the original, you know, Greeks when they were doing sports were probably nude, right? Is that that was a thing? Oh, I don't yeah. know if they were like doing sports nude, but like they were definitely bathing and showering up afterwards nude. And, yes, 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 and whatnot. Yeah, it comes from an ancient Greek term, gymnos, meaning naked. The naked room. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Gross. Yeah. Um, so then they obviously contact Poirot and the police because um, the older woman who is... Bullstrode. Gesundheit. Um, that did legitimately startle me and I don't know. Hi. No, Chadwick. Chadwick found the body with Bulstrode in the middle of the night. Yes, because Chadwick goes into Bulstrode's room Please. and she's like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> and she's like, "Uh, sorry, but like some shit's going on outside that I think you should know about." And she's like, "Oh, fine." She gets up out of bed and she's like, "Oh, yeah." And they see like this light by the sports pavilion, like right. this flashlight. And they like, thought it was like a this kid. This is weird. Mm-hmm. Probably some you know truant young trollop. Uh, off to meet some young stud in the Swartz Pavilion. And There's like two men on the <laughs> uh, on this entire property, and one of them is Poirot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, that's the conversation they have. I like, know it is. <laughs> that is the legitimate conversation they have. You're absolutely right. Uh, it's just wild. They <laughs> arrive in on the heels of last week, where we talk about how people don't generally scream when they find a body. Oh, yeah. We have Chatty. Just yelling her head off uh, upon discovering, you know, a javelin through somebody. Like, that's the first time she's ever seen some shit like that. You know, I might yell at that one. Hmm. Because it's a javelin through the body. Yeah, it's not like a, you know, basketball. Right. (laughs) I mean, we'd have to, we'd have to test this theory. But, you know, there's, listen. (laughs) What would happen... (laughs) If I found a body and they were just, you know, slumped over, poisoned, I might be like, oh, my goodness, that's upsetting and get very worked up but not scream. But if I, like, entered and saw someone in, you know, their death position and with a javelin through them and, like, spiked into the floor, there might be some screaming. That might be a scream-worthy body discovery. Yeah. Javelin Manuel Miranda, is that a thing? Well, <laughs> now it is, because you just said it. Um, when you said basketball, mm-hmm. I imagined two scenarios. One, uh, making someone choke on a basketball. Ooh, yeah, okay. I have a recurring nightmare of yawning, and, and just ke- it keeps going, and my mouth keeps opening, and my, my head snaps in two. Um, that's oh. just unrelated. Huh. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Then also initially trying to shove a basketball through someone, and like a cartoon, there'd be like a circle, like you know when there's like, like a death cannonball. becomes her. Sure, I'll yes. say yes. Mm-hmm. I'll say yes. Um, if you haven't seen it, you should watch that. Yeah. Becomes her. I I've heard I should before, probably from you two. Yeah, probably. Uh, me and Bono very close. Um, <laughs> 
also the edge and I were like this. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So she has been thrust Murdered. through the heart and someone's to blame. Yeah. Um, and then Poirot, they call on him and then an, an inspector shows up. Yeah. as well to begin an investigation. Because for whatever else. reason, the writers decided Poirot needs a foil. Yeah. Not much use in this episode, to be honest. Yeah. No. I he's already there. Right, Poirot yeah. is, yeah. yeah. I mean, I only really remember the one scene that he's in, and it's this one. Um, I'm assuming he's in other scenes, but I just don't remember him in them. So, <laughs> so yes, he rolls up and... Someone's telling him, hey, Mr. Poirot, he's here. He's very uh, famous detective and, uh, you know, world known. And uh, he's like, okay. I mean, lots of people are known around the world, like also Mussolini. It's like, that's a good point. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Just being uh, being famous doesn't mean you're a good detective or a person mm-hmm. famous versus infamous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. but uh he he gets off on a good foot with uh the inspector because the inspector is like now i hope uh i hope he doesn't try to get in the way and as soon as poirot approaches he says no i don't want to step on any toes and he's like oh well very good then Mm -hmm. and then he says well what have you observed what do you think we should do um and he says well first i think we should go see the body (laughs) and it's like i mean i guess uh yeah yeah in his uh to paraphrase a common idiom no poop poirot yes but you know the fact that it wasn't this guy's first instinct is a little (laughs) so dogs everywhere freaking out (laughs) you know what that sounds (laughs) (laughs) we cannot keep doing (laughs) we can i mean yeah we can Mm -hmm. so they go in and they look at the body which has been moved and the inspector does something really weird. He goes, ew, gross, <laughs> icky. Could you imagine a squeamish? That would be a fun bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just ew. It keeps like an SVU level like detective. <laughs> That's the, we should get a spinoff with Ice-T where he's just like all of a sudden now grossed out. <laughs> 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 He Detective pulled. Tutuola is now a germaphobe and uh, for I'm, some reason. Yeah. I'd watch. Yeah. I mean, Monk's kind of there. Very close, but not as funny. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to be like, so really... I do love seasons one and two of Monk. Yes. I love Tim Curry on Monk as Dale the Whale. Very yeah. fun performance. I haven't seen Monk. Oh. Which is, I'm sure, surprising because I would probably love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a jungle out there. I left when Biddy Shram left. Disorder and confusion everywhere. Mm. I got excited when I first saw Monk because number one, I was like, "Oh, that his behavior seems to make some sense to me." Sure. <laughs> number one, number two, uh, Randy Newman does the theme, and if second you... season. Yes, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a big Randy Newman fan. That makes sense. Yeah, because I enjoy novelty music. <laughs> I just say the correction because the first. 
iteration of the theme than the first season is wildly different, and I'm not a fan of it. Well. But I don't have to wait too long, because Randy Newman showed up. <laughs> uh, Randy Newman also did the music for The Princess and the Frog. Yes, he did. That's one of the main reasons I like that. Uh, it's very good. One so much. That and it's actually it's actually drawn, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's really, and Sarah's our really girl good. from Number Lady Detective. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons to like that. And then yeah. Keith, oh, what is his last name? David. Thank you. Such Who's a good He's coming back to Broadway, baby. Oh. You'll love to see it. Princess and the Frog is a good movie. It's a very solid Disney film. It is. I would say it's probably the last one I really, really thoroughly enjoyed. Okay. The other ones are fine. Oftentimes I wonder, you know, like, sure, dreams come true, but where? And dreams do come true down in New Orleans. (laughs) That is, that's how you know. There's a song about Uh. it. So funny. (laughs) And you can hear Anika Noni Rose's beautiful voice sing it. I don't know if you know that there's a TikTok trend of um, there's that moment from Keith David's song where he goes, won't you shake a poor sinner's hand? And then, you know, he goes, boom, boom, bye, you ready? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And people use that as if to like, you know, with the caption, like me convincing my friends to watch all three Lord of the Rings movies in a row. And oh, that nice. sort of thing. It's very cute. I haven't very seen fun. that meme. That's surprising. Yeah. Um, but that's good. It's I'm not on bad. the TikTok with the youths, so. Yeah. Well, I found out I was a cusper, so I thought thought I should download it. Cusper? I hardly know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cusper. have one now. <laughs> I yes. have a TikTok. I have put up one video, and I forget I have it sometimes. Can I tell you? You're better off for it. It's a time suck. It's a time suck. Uh, I, it's one of those things that, like, I feel like I should start doing more videos on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll go get myself a, a a manual, an instruction manual of how to make TikTok videos. <laughs> no, I'm not particularly good, but I can show you the the basics. Um, I do a very fun bit, I think, which is Bernie Sanders and Star Wars mm-hmm. doing politics from the prequels. And um, people seem to enjoy it, but it always sparks a debate. In the comic section of legitimate politics, I'm like, just enjoy the impression or don't. And just like, it's literally a minute. You can just up and you can just move on with your life. One would think. One would think. I also. and I, think I thought I, the up thing was like Scotty and Star Trek. Oh, I'm going to just <laughs> cry. I'm going to cry. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it can be. If only that was what TikTok did. Beam you up. I also did Columbo in Star Wars, and I want to do Columbo in Star Trek because Kate Mul- Mulgrew is Columbo's wife, unofficially, yeah, non canonically, right. right. but is yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yes, I think that would Kate be Mulgrew fun. on me and Orange is the New Black. Yeah, you're Jeez. just full of them today. Somebody has to be. <laughs> I'm with you two tired. <laughs> mo- <laughs> <laughs> But where were we in the episode? So the, we need they're to get looking back at to the it. body. They're okay. just looking at the body. And they're right. like, well, that's a javelin. And she's dead. Yeah. So I... Uh, they conducted. She interviews. was haveling a javelin in her body? <laughs> oh, prior to this, someone, the unseen hands that constructed this doll with her face on it, uh, had stuck a pin in her. Yeah. And so 
Um, Are you ready? Is this the point, or like we're getting close to the point where they put somebody puts the doll someplace? Yeah. Yeah, and then she's discussed the yeah, doll which is, is they put it in the Asian girl's locker. Yeah, they and I did. was like, that is so ripped <laughs> yeah. up. So yeah, she finds it and she turns it in, and at a certain point, you know, they're asking her about it, and she's like, "Listen, I just found it. I'm I just thought it might be useful." And Poirot's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's you mm-hmm. did good. Thank you so much." Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, yeah, I don't know where it's from. This is how I found it. And so they're they're trying to figure out what's going on with that. Yeah. And after they discover the body, well, discover they look at the body, they interview all of the teachers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And all of the students that possibly could have been involved. And basically the general consensus is... Uh, everyone had a motive. Everyone hated this bitch. So yes. they all disliked her immensely. And so they're like, well, that's not particularly helpful. Yeah. So the next day, the larger girl who she had been harassing is taken out of school. Mm -hmm. And her parents are like, all right, I guess we're going to that other school you like better, husband. Yeah, Yeah. the husband's quite happy about it. And uh, the headmistress is extremely distressed. Uh, She, that, you know, kids are being taken out of school. Um, Which... Would you... It's like a murder happened at, like, your kid's school. Yes! Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, which is the most messed up thing about the second Harry Potter book slash film. (laughs) It's because aren't kids getting turned into stone and then no one gets removed from the school? I I think that there is. There are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some parents taking kids out of school. Um, Always. They... uh, they talk about it more in the book than they do okay. the, like than they show in the film okay but. 9-11 uh kids were starting to be taken out of mm-hmm. well that um, i understand class. because like that was more about like we don't know where trouble is coming from yeah same so. with the murder well i mean yes but like it was one person <laughs> We don't know if this is like a serial killer situation. <laughs> and it also was a teacher. Yeah. So really. Yeah. Ooh. I can see the teachers leaving because yeah, yeah. Lord knows they ain't getting paid enough as is. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So. So everyone hated this woman because she was terrible. Um, and it, she says that she has had like outed someone before. Mm-hmm. It, not. I mean. Not out of the closet, unfortunately. Um, meaning, like, there's no. no we we always long for gay. <laughs> right, right. We, not that we're not happy that someone was outed when right. they yeah. We're just ready. sad that yeah. no one's queer in this, yeah. as far as, you know, is presented <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. textually. <laughs> you know, you can infer whatever you want. Yeah. So It is an all girl school. It's true. But Peter would be pissed <laughs> if you infer something. Cause... Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, okay, yes. I see what you've done. I acknowledge. <laughs> uh, so, oh, I want a fur coat so badly, though. They're so comfortable. There's some really good fake fur ones. Yes. I'm not for people continuing to 
kill the the fur mm-hmm. the fur creatures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at me, I'm Melissa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because uh, you continue to uh, do that, but if it's already a fur coat, it's already a fur coat. I get it. Like if fair. you like were to browse the thrift shop and you happen yeah. upon one, yeah. like mm-hmm. you'd go for it. I'm I not get Cruella that. Deville over here. I'm like, oh look, I found a fur coat. So during the course of the interview with mm-hmm. the princess, uh, Poirot does a really weird thing where he bumps into something and then he bends down and he looks like a pervert for a second. Be- oh, yeah. Go <laughs> because ahead. he looks d- underneath the desk at this young woman. And it's a weird moment that is important later. But when you first see it and when you second see it. And third see it, you're like, hey, so what? <laughs> um, but handled after, so poorly. It is. <clears throat> and, um, but after that, the princess decides to go stay with her uncle someplace and promptly disappears for most of the episode. Yeah. Basically, she's a, supposed to have, like, dinner with her parents or something her uncle her uncle oh, yeah. and then so someone picks her up in a car and then someone comes in and is like oh the car to pick up the princess is here and they're like no no she's already that's already come she's gone already and it's like that sounds bad <laughs> yeah and everyone's kind of like oh well they must have just double booked blah 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 yeah and i'm just like, and I'm like no is she <laughs> yeah and it's like because she's very paranoid about being kidnapped which leads to the worst and funniest line in the episode where because it's the two girls that play tennis and Cho Chang and they're all watching this happen and she's like it's like oh do you think they're gonna mount an investigation and they go probably not and one of them says well why well she's not white for one and I'm just like what I mean oh my god it's it's yes. accurate right but right and it's one of those like oh recognize it's a moment of like yes that is an understanding of how but this, the how bad the system Tuesday, is yeah <laughs> yeah can i tell you the face what is her name the princess shice no the, the katie katie, katie Long. Okay. yeah the face she makes is so funny oh yeah because she just looks to the side and it's like perfect for one of those like memes that get closer yeah great acting from that for that moment yeah yeah it just you can hear the curb your enthusiasm theme play (laughs) (laughs) anyhow so she's missing and then um one of the teachers in the night again Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. gets bopped on the head with a sandbag, with as a it turns sandbag. out. Well, because she is having a conversation with another member of staff, and they're talking about the disappearance of the princess. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, she's t- far too smart to, you know, just have, like, love notes and things just, like, about for people to find. And then she's struck by an idea before she's struck by a sandbag. Right. Uh, and goes off to the sports pavilion uh, to have a look-see of, like, where she thinks something could possibly be hidden. Yes. Also, at some point, Poirot makes a phone call with um, a number to somebody, which will come up later. Yeah. Um, I love the term look-see. Yeah. Because, number one, it's very redundant. Yeah. And number two, it's very cutesy. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yes. And uh, then we hear lots of screaming. Lots of screaming. And we see Mrs. The uh, other founder of the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's... Miss Chadwick? Chadwick. Yeah, Chatty. Chatty. She's screaming a lot. And uh, then we see Miss Rich, I believe her name is. Yes. Miss Rich, the woman who had the inkling that she was going to investigate something, mm-hmm. um, has been knocked out. Isn't that rich? Mm. It also should be noted that one of the teachers has seemingly just disappeared. Um, a French woman. Yes, the French teacher. Yes, the French teacher. Who is French. Who is French. Not Belgian. No. Right. So, Miss Rich is not dead. Yay. Good. Fairly Good yay. for her. And so she goes to the hospital. And they're like, she's going to recover. It's not as bad as we thought. Great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, when she wakes up, Poirot goes to talk to her. And it is during this time that we find out that the groundskeeper Willie and the teacher are going out there's a nice little scene with a picnic as well where he's eating an apple and she's like oh how appropriate why because his name is adam Ooh, hoo, 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 bible stuff <laughs> yes and she's yeah. she's wearing red lipstick what, and why is so attractive about eating an apple because it's used so much in media to convey like a carefree attitude that specifically a man. You're taking has. a bite out of the forbidden fruit, and that's oh. still what people like think of when they think about the tree and blah 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 blah. Is okay. what my theory is. Or it's just that like there's a crunch to it, and you have no, to it do a lot of chewing. It does a good sound, yeah. like on the first bite. Yeah, yeah. Because like also, um, Ariadne Oliver's constantly eating apples. Right, like. I don't care that this makes a big, loud sound. You yeah. can notice me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also, I'm eating, which involves my mouth. Which is sexy. Yeah. In- <laughs> Inherently <laughs> sexual. Anything with a mouth. <laughs> Dentists? Oh, my God. <laughs> Especially when, you know, you have cotton. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And you're drooling. Mm-hmm. Hot. Uh, so we see the French teacher again. She's like in an aqueduct somewhere, uh, shouting out into the void. Uh, we are led to believe that she knows the identity of the person who has been causing harm yeah. at the school. Uh, but before we can see who it is, bop on the head, down she goes Plunk. into the water. Bop on the head, and she's dead. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice nursery she rhyme. Dead mm-hmm. in the water. Oh, uh, that's where that comes from. Yeah. Also, it should be noted that <laughs> in the interim, Poirot has tracked down the princess. She was hanging out at a nightclub, and she is not fourteen or whatever. She's in fact like twenty-four because her knees are wrinkled, and that's what Poirot was looking at. Her knees. And that's still weird, Poirot. It's yeah. still weird. And so she's an imposter because we forgot a very large reveal. Adam is a in his the Majesty's Secret Service. And he has been keeping an eye on the princess because of the current coup and crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his demeanor changes. His voice changes completely. He's like putting on a bit of that when he's a gardener a little bit. And then he immediately starts speaking like this. 
when he's talking to Poirot. Nice touch. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, okay. So the knee thing. The knee thing. Let's get in. So Rich was watching this with me and he was saying, okay, you could have done this and he could have just from like across the room or something observed her knees without it being extremely weird. Yeah. (laughs) And creepy because when they do when they go back and they show Poirot peeking under the desk to look at her knees it's the worst it's very strange what and you're I, taking a hell of a gamble yeah mm-hmm. I would have loved if she got flustered and she crossed one knee on top of the other which would bring attention to it and would perhaps slide her skirt above the knee slightly yeah. And then Poirot could have observed it. Well, yeah, it's fair. Yeah. That is the basic instinct. Oh. Nice. nice, nice I assume that. that's a very good reference to a film I have not yet seen. It's a very good reference. I haven't <laughs> seen the film, and I know what, you're ta- what he's talking about. <sighs> so, so yes. Uh, very weird choice by the Everyone director involved. of this movie. Mark Gatiss of Sherlock fame. Oh. So, he's to blame. <laughs> that weird man, Ugh. I guess. I don't know. So, uh, that all happens, and the French teacher's dead, and um, Poirot is requested a file from Adam from the Secret Service, um, because it turns out also the headmistress misheard the woman saying, it's like an angel, when she was talking about someone specifically, because she turns out the woman that was speaking to the headmistress is also in her Majesty's Secret Service, and she was referring to someone, an agent who had died, which she's being very open about with this headmistress. I don't exactly know why. Well, she'd been out of the game for quite some time, and I'm sure there was like gaps in employment that she had to answer for. That Mm -hmm. is fair. So they put together that perhaps um, this rogue agent is the person that's going around bonking people on the head and thrusting javelins through. We also find out that one of the teachers is um, the, the, the... Oh. He was at one point put in an asylum, which is, mm-hmm. I guess, relevant because they're like, oh, it could be them because... because no or because uh the gym teacher could have oh yes had uh known and blackmailed them yeah and also miss rich reveals that she had a baby yes uh she like went away from the school and had a baby uh unfortunately the baby did not survive but it was a whole thing because i guess she's you know she's not married Mm -hmm. is the reason right yeah yeah that is the reason yeah so she is very uh, she could have had a motive because of that. Yes. Uh, and if the gym teacher had outed her and she did know about that because apparently she figures out everything. Yes. She is someone who likes to torture those around her mm-hmm. by knowing something she shouldn't. Yes. Blackmail. But um, the French teacher is dead. Yes. And Poirot has this file and he goes, the answer, he taps it, is in here. And then the next thing is the parlor reel, right? Yeah. So we should probably do an ad break. Let's do it. 
much for listening to this episode of the Amatoy Detective Club. Um, you can go to scavengernetwork.com, check out all their fine podcastery. Um, a bunch of very fun. Um, they just started one about, I believe, the the new Loki series on Disney Plus. So if you are a fan of that show, go check that out. We also have merchandise, merchandise, uh, of teespring.com slash the mill. We got mugs, shirts, pin back buttons, stickers. Oh. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> You can find us on social media at ADC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for updates and fun stuff. Yep. And you can also email us amateur detective club at gmail.com. And Tristan has that on his phone. So he checks it. Yes, which I is do. good. We also have a Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can receive access to bonus episodes and content. Visit us at www.patreon.com slash ADCpod today. Back to the show! But soup! Yeah. (laughs) Rich Gilberto, member of our Patreon, has requested, I talked to your boyfriend and I'm sick of butt soup. Okay. Uh, and he's requested that every episode we say butt soup. For to to what end? I do not know. <laughs> other than to reference community. Well, I can't wait for months of gluteus stew to follow us in mm. perpetuity. <laughs> uh, Big Mac truck gumbo. <laughs> uh better than ass jambalaya (laughs) (laughs) that wobble curry (laughs) i made myself laugh oh back to the show that cake gazpacho last one (laughs) (laughs) that caboose chowder (laughs) that booty bisque Uh, uh, that donk ceviche. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, she got a donk. Yeah, yeah uh, I know. Let's go do the donk. <laughs> ceviche was an interesting oh, choice, okay. though. Mm-hmm. Well, we're running out of things. Yeah. <laughs> At what point does a soup become a stew? <sighs> Is it an amount of things in... Depends on if it's pondering something. <laughs> We're not going to get a better answer than that. Yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> so, Poirot's called everybody and goes through the motives that we've already discussed, essentially. We've just as to why, yeah. and then there's alibis or not alibis, and, um, and, because so this talk about and not talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so at one point, well, because the two little murderino girls discover that there are 
a bunch of rubies. Oh, yes, this very important plot This point. is maybe an important yeah, plot point right, we should right, probably right. bring up. Because uh, they had swapped tennis rackets at one point, but... They but also yeah. switched the name labels for yeah, reasons? I, I think it's because they... Uh, we're just gonna because one of them didn't like the weight on. No. Oh, oh, yeah. so like they switched the the tape mm-hmm. on it so that they would know mm-hmm. which uh, which one they preferred to use. Yes, and there was also a scene where they regret it and the switching, and they're like, "It's fine, whatever." Yeah, as young people do. So when they empty the tennis rackets out, this is much earlier in the in the show. Uh, they, it sounded like they said, "Cocks." <laughs> did they yeah is that a name for jewels or something no i think it was just like an exclamation oh like, you would, like shit or you know good night louise yeah yeah like that um have never heard that sassafras yeah <laughs> so because it made both me and rich pause and and did they say mm? I thought maybe there were a bunch of cockroaches that just, you know, dropped out of the tennis racket, which I would have been much more grossed out by than these girls were. So it was just, I, yeah, it was just an exclamation. An ejaculation, cocks. if you will. An ejaculation <laughs> of cocks. From the mouth. <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our family-friendly podcast. I was like, hey, mom, what's up? <laughs> my mom stopped listening so i don't care uh, <laughs> oh okay <laughs> just kidding love you mom <laughs> okay so there's these diamonds and they bring them to poirot and he's like oh they are the diamonds of uh the family the family and ramat and ramat and the yep. ramat in and uh that plays into it because they're like okay who why why who would know about that rather right. And they deduce that Angel, which is the name of the operative, would know about that. Yeah. So we have to figure out who Angel is. And And Mrs. Upjohn comes into the parlor. Oh, well, uh, some backstory that we have not discussed Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, Mrs. Upjohn, uh, who had recognized the operative uh, early on in the episode, has gone on a bus trip Mm. uh, to somewhere in Anatolia. Mm -hmm. So kind of like the Turkey-Greece region of Europe. Right. I know... I know that those are two countries, but turkey grease is also something that could occur when you're making a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got, like, I visualized a pan, and I was like, ew. Uh, but she back. she's back. Yeah. yeah. She back, as the, as the youth <laughs> say. Right. Not only that, after there's this line of questioning that Poirot gives, you know, um, to all these people, and he says it can't be... The two people we've discussed because it's not in the character of um, the person, the the art teacher who is the person that made the doll. We find out, yes. We find out, and it's not in her nature because he says, you're creative, not destructive, very cute. Um, yeah, and she basically is like, I just made the doll. I, I didn't actually stab her. Yeah. It's, it was a coincidence. <laughs> it seems like a coincidence. And then, um, obviously, the alibi with the, the unfortunately lost child. And then it's not the headmistress 
because for some reason. Um, they allude to it could have been her because she left early for a, earlier for a conference that she didn't need to actually leave yes. that early for, but she was revealed to have been checking up uh, on that letter about one of her employees being uh, sent to the mental institution. Mm-hmm. Right. Which leaves us with that teacher who Poirot really pushes and accuses of being um, the operative. And she says that's preposterous because I was gone the night of the, when the, the sand of the night of the sandbagging. <laughs> um, and she jumps up and she pulls out a gun and there's a kerfuffle and the older Chadwick, Chadwick, Chatty, Chatty gets shot in the gut and then they arrest her and it's been her the whole time. And then she's carted off to prison. Then there's an end scene with Chatty in the hospital and she wakes up from the wound and um, confesses that she, in fact, was the person that bonked uh, Miss Rich. Rich, Mitch Rich, Mitch Rich, Mitch Rich, mm-hmm. Mitch Rich on the head. She bonked <laughs> Mitch Rich on the head uh, because she saw that she was going to be the successor to the school, and she felt slighted, and it was an impulse, and she was horrified by her actions, and she was like, "If only I could have died to save the school," and then she does. Yes. Huh. And uh, the woman who, it turns out, was was the murderer of the French teacher is, and the uh, gym teacher is the one who had been uh, friendly with the gardener. Adam. Adam. Yeah. yeah. And they do a flashback scene to them first murder with the javelin. And the way she just coolly picks it up and just throws it at the gym teacher is absolutely devastating. Yeah. And very creepy. And she's clearly like has no issue killing people. And she says it's as easy as breathing for her. I would hope so. (laughs) Well, I mean, she was trained to kill people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She's a spy, yeah. Yeah, that is true. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So then we have a scene with uh, with Miss uh, with the headmistress and Miss Rich, mm-hmm. and they're having a talk. And she says, "I suppose you'll want me to pack my stuff and go." And she's like, "Well, at the end of the semester, sure, but then I also do want you to come back and maybe run the school with me mm-hmm. because we need, we, you know, we need to recover from all of this that's just happened now." Terrible mm. press, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I think that we will disagree on many points, but I think that that will be be good for the school. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mr. Poirot. <laughs> Why am I calling him Mr. <laughs> Poirot? Mr. P- Mr. Poirot. Um, Mr. Poirot. <laughs> yes. Poirot is talking to uh, Mrs. Upjohn and <laughs> Julia Upjohn. Name. their name. Um, and she's he's saying you know like you did a great thing by turning in those rubies you know you're a you're a smart girl uh and she she like curses around him and he's like oh she goes i thought it was all bloody exciting yeah and her mother's like excuse me and i can't remember the french that he says but he points at her goes hey like yeah (laughs) very sweet i'm sorry but it really was like very exciting um and 
she's like saying, hey, you know, do you think I could keep any of those uh, rubies, basically? <laughs> that couldn't be considered. He's mm. like, no, 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 you can't keep any of them. But here's a bag of gobstoppers. Which, my favorite candy name, because it is to shut you up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I, chef's kiss, perfect. And she's clearly a little disappointed. But Mrs. Mm-hmm. Upjohn's like, say thank you. And she's like, mm, thank you. Like, okay, it's a nice thank gesture. You, Mr. Poirot. And then Poirot says, be careful with those red ones. Uh, they're, they've got a very hard center. She pulls, she reaches into the bag and she pulls out a red ruby mm-hmm. that Poirot has somehow decided that they won't miss and can just sneak into the bag and give it to this 13-year-old child or however old she is. Is that how old they are? Yeah, something like that. that. Um, Wasn't there also talk of fake rubies as well at some point? Yeah. Uh, And I think the inference might be that that's one of them, but also maybe not. It's a mystery that never gets solved. Yeah, you get to choose, listener. Is it a real ruby or not? (laughs) Did Poirot take a real ruby from this uh, royal family and give it to a child? Maybe. (laughs) I am again reminded of Flushed Away, a movie that everyone should see. Mm-hmm. All right. What do we think of the episode? I liked it very much. Um, I thought it was really fun. Um, pretty easy to follow as well. Um, not as funny as I would like it to be, but there were several moments that I was like, oh, this is actually quite good. I said that out loud <laughs> to myself alone <laughs> in my apartment. And the ending I really, really enjoyed. Um, I didn't much care for who it was or why. I thought that was kind of, it was rather boring. It was just a very, like, that part of it. But all the the characters bit. And I like, um, I enjoy, I have to phrase this, I enjoy the setting of an all-girls school. Much in the same way of, like, I do enjoy the setting of the private school Hogwarts or the private school and Dead Poets. I think that's a very fun thing to do. And I I really enjoy seeing kids having fun in that way. And they gave a lot of opportunities for these young girls to, like, be kids. And I really liked seeing that, as does clearly Poirot does. And it's like a paternal sort of thing of, like, oh, look at what look at the, these kids having fun mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i really enjoy um so i think overall eh, is we doing that a 10 or 5 or what 10 10 okay um i would say seven and a half, eight. enjoyable would watch again won't like seek it out won't give it to someone as like this is the one you should watch if you're gonna start watching Paha. uh i'd give it probably a 4.5 out of 10 uh, I thought it was a perfectly serviceable episode. Uh, I did realize uh, and take my rating with a grain of salt because I did not watch the end of the episode. I realized as you were discussing it, I remember quite distinctly now turning it off when Chatty gets shot and goes, I did it for the school because I guffawed and was like, <laughs> F this, I'm out. It's <laughs> magnifique. Because, like, just the shot and the delivery, it was was just like, what are we doing here? It was quite humorous, unfortunately. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, I do appreciate that they... D- I appreciate but also hate the way they handled racism because it was mm. very matter-of-fact as it would be, but it was mm. also like... Again, I appreciate racism when there's a level of comeuppance. There's no right. comeuppance. No. Uh, so Those ups that took are not some... comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So there's that. Uh, I And Poirot was just an unjustifiable creep to me in this episode. And for that reason, I'm out. Mm. 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 That's fair. Mm. That is fair. Um, I also quite liked it um, for actually a lot of the same reasons that Tristan did. Uh, I like that there was like a contained element to it. And I mm. really do like exploring... Um, uh, like the idea of a boarding school is very interesting to me because like you live and learn there in the same and space. And perhaps laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, but yeah, there's a lot of like, uh, there's something inherently sinister about it too. Oh yes. It's because you can't uh, get away. Yeah. You yeah. can't get away. And the, if the teachers are bad, you can't get away. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, we cover the faculty. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> also, and, and, I mean, there have been schools that, mm-hmm. in many cases, that in real life, horrible things have been. Oh, yeah. Even, uh, what was it? Oprah's Dream Academy or whatever it was oh, really? called in South Africa. Yeah. One oh, of the headmistresses no. was sexually assaulting the students, and she had to go shut it down. <sighs> I'm assuming Tristan's going to cut all that out. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. It's a mystery. Yeah. Huh. I'll just cut in there. (laughs) (laughs) Good idea. Uh, Yeah. So it is an intriguing venue. Uh, It's weird that Poirot's here for this Mm -hmm. long. Um, But uh, but yeah, no. As far as the mystery goes itself, um, I thought that everyone's motives were really interesting. Um, but then when it did become a spy situation, mm-hmm. it just became actually less interesting because I kind of I kind of wanted it to be the little girl who was taken out of school. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I saw this voodoo doll and I was like, yeah, she does deserve to be stabbed. Yeah. Because I, I had the thought myself as a viewer of this. I'm like, oh, she's terrible. Yeah. Is she going to get murdered? Yeah. I'll say two things as well. Um, one, I liked the twist of he, the Adam being part of the Secret Service. I thought sure. that was interesting. And I yeah. would have liked, if it had just been that, I think it would have been fine. It was a little bit much with the rogue agent, this sort of thing. Also, going back to boarding schools being sinister, mm. in several Disney films, it is used, I'll send you off to boarding school. Also, yeah. the parent trap is like a threat. Threat. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also where that perception comes from. Absolutely. Like I just watched Christopher Robin, and that's the main reason um, his, Ewan McGregor's daughter is upset with him because she doesn't yeah. want to go to boarding school. Oh yeah, I saw that movie. Then there was my nice. failed business venture of you know a cruise ship school, uh, a waterboarding school. There it <laughs> is. I was like, what is this? Uh, like the name is just we can't get over the name. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really tied to that name? Are you dedicated to I that was like, name? A boating yeah. school, bo- boating, boarding. No, that. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just bad. Uh, but yeah, I I'm not sure if I said I, I give it like an eight as well. Okay, 
Yeah, um, but it was certainly an enjoyable enough. Uh, it was an enjoyable enough uh, thing yeah. to watch. Uh, good enjoyable six overall uh, score. Yeah, yeah, roughly. yeah. Yeah, slightly above average, which oh. is, I think is appropriate. Sure. Yeah. Um, so next week, we're covering season eleven, episode three, which Melissa will give me the title of. Next week, series eleven, episode three of Agatha Christie's Poirot is the third oh no just third girl not the third girl third girl third girl after mm, a michelle s- williams better watch out <laughs> destiny's child reference oh, okay <laughs> got it after a seemingly neurotic young heiress tells ariadne oliver nice yes. and poirot that she thinks she may have killed someone her ex-nanny is found with her wrists slashed and everyone's upset. <laughs> some, some Mary Poppins. <laughs> I don't know. I'm too tired. But some, some Mary Poppins umbrella. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> references, references, yeah, references. Blah, 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 blah. You get it. A horrible end to the new Adelia Bedelia. Amelia Bedelia. Yes. You know where I was going. Yeah, yeah. Words are hard. They are, yeah. specifically Amelia Bedelia, on purpose. How yeah. dare they make words hard on Oof. purpose? Especially for children. Oh. Because, like, I already associate them as being dumb. So when they come, we're like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you illiterate idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, this it's not their fault. can't even read. <laughs> but it's not their fault. No. So, uh, they just don't know. They don't know no better. I apologize to that one child at one point in life. <laughs> There you go. Um, I don't recognize anyone in the cast other oh. than Ariadne. So want to make her? Uh, yeah. So want to make her something. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I am mistaken. Maybe we'll recognize someone, um, and I just don't know what their headshots look like. So, or their names. <laughs> that is fair. Not ringing any bells. Third girl. I like Ariadne to be all over me. There it is. <laughs> the best. All right. And with that. We out. That's how we close. Yep.